Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, it's Pat Boyle. And today on the best of the DA show, it's a momentous Monday. Who won the weekend for DA? Speaking of winning the weekend, we go through the mania. That was week two in the NFL. And we start with how did the Packers collapse against the Atlanta Falcons. Plus, your best audio of the day and sound check, including the GOAT, Iron Eagle, dropping a Taylor Swift lyric for a Travis Kelsey touchdown because, of course, Iron Eagle did it because he's the GOAT. Also, Bogus is stunned to a news over a missing F-35 jet, whatever you would call it, I guess. DA thinks it's aliens. Pretty good conversation around that as well. And then your advanced analytics your epic fail, all the regular accoutrements of the DA show. You get them here, you get them now. It's the best of the DA show. What are you waiting for? It's now. Where we start when it comes to the NFL is the Packers and Falcons. As Jordan Love entered the season looking to answer questions after being drafted to replace Aaron Rodgers. Now it was his team, his moment. Rodgers gone. And, of course, Rodgers gone for the Jets as well. And Jordan Love performed pretty well yesterday. And I think he answered some questions in Atlanta. But at the end of the day, it was the Falcons with a comeback victory to overcome the fourth-quarter deficit and beat the Pack 25-24 to to go to 2-0 on the season. And so, how did the Packers blow that lead to the Falcons yesterday? It is where we begin. You're cold open. Love under center. He spins, fakes the handoff, looks to throw, swings right side. Got He's got Reed into the end zone of the pylon. Touchdown. Third touchdown. Pass of the day for Jordan Love. You see the Atlanta Falcons out there will never be down for the count. Uh, we're going to fight until that clock hits zero. So, you know, that's what I'm proud of this team and everyone on this team. Uh, for not giving up, not, you know, and just keep going out there and just fight until that clock hits zero. Robinson with Ritter in the backfield. Here's Desmond keeping it left side. He will turn the corner and dive for the touchdown. He faked it to Robinson, and everybody with a yellow hat followed Bajan. I think it just comes down to execution and, and being better in the fourth quarter um, and being able to, you know, play a full game. Um, and I think we just... We didn't execute well enough in the fourth quarter. Um, weren't able to move the ball and convert third down, so uh, that's really what hurt us. Desmond to the line, going to pitch it to Bajan. He will cut it back. He's got the first down to the 16. 
my goodness. Don't play complimentary football. And then when you have mistakes, all those get magnified. And so uh, disappointed. You got to give credit to Atlanta. They battled uh, and did a better job than us, obviously. Young way for the lead. Snap, spot. Kick is up, and it is perfect. And Atlanta's in front with 57 seconds left. This was nothing but a team win. Um, no individual took part in this. You know, this was everybody that took part in, in what we just did today. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes! It's your cold open. All right, your credit's there. Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio, Wes Durham on Falcons Radio. You heard from the two quarterbacks, Desmond Ritter and Jordan Love, as well as Packers head coach Matt LaFleur and rookie running back Bijan Robinson. At the end of the day, the takeaway here is that the Packers defense was the culprit yesterday in giving up the 24-12 lead. And Love was, was scatter shot into the fourth quarter. And the Packers' offense did not score in the final frame as well. And so that's going to hurt you, obviously. But the Packers had the 24-12 lead going into the fourth quarter. And the Falcons scored every point after that. Shutting out the Pack 13-0 in the fourth. And I give Ritter credit. Arthur Smith credit. The Falcons' offense credit. Bijan Robinson credit. But that's a Packers defense that needs to come up with a couple of big stops, big plays to help support its young quarterback early in his development. And I will tell you this from a Green Bay standpoint. Despite the loss, I am now officially a Jordan Love believer. What I saw from Love in the first two weeks is a comfort within the offense and taking the plays that are there. It's very un-Josh Allen-like as a young QB and really now as a veteran QB as well, where we've seen all too often him try to do too much. Love is not doing that. Love is not putting the, the Packers in bad situations with bad decisions. He's reading what the offense is supposed to give you, taking that, being patient, moving the chain, scoring points. I compare that to Zach Wilson who we saw yesterday against the Cowboys. And Zach Wilson, now in year number three, is still struggling with just taking or making the read that's supposed to be there. And that is why, and we'll get into the Jets more and the quarterback situation for New York more later on in the show, but that is why the Jets have to move on from Zach Wilson if they want a shot of the playoffs this year. Because you can't be in, in year three and still not understand within the offense what it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like. Love is, love does. But it was the Packers' defense that allowed the Falcons to go on those clock-eating drives to go down the field. In that fourth quarter, the Falcons had an eight-play, 75-yard drive and a 12-play, 66-yard drive to ice the game. 12 plays when you got to get the football back for your offense is unacceptable. And I thought that yesterday for the pack, with all the injuries on offense, Bakhtiari, Christian Watson, Jones, that was really going to stymie the offense. Instead, Love performed pretty well without those guys. Lost another member on the offensive line during the game. 
But the pack defense just could not get the stop. And they've got to look at themselves in the mirror because the Packers should be 2-0 today with a young quarterback getting his first starts and instead have to come off of that one. Hey, the Falcons want to run the football and they're able to run the football and give them credit there. Yesterday against the Pack, they ran for more than 200 yards. Bijan had 124. They ran for 211. Ritter had another 39 on the ground. I think it's going to be a while before I really believe that you can win much with Desmond Ritter. But yesterday, slippery enough to make some big plays and down the stretch, had some big completions and used his legs as well. And the Falcons are 2-0. and And the most bizarre thing in this NFL so far may be the NFC South where three NFC South teams are 2-0. and How bizarre that the Falcons and the Buccaneers are right now 2-0. and And going into tonight, we've got another one coming up here with the NFC South. I should say two of the four teams are 2-0 and as the Saints are undefeated at 1-0 and and they'll take on the Panthers tonight on Monday Night Football. All right, that's the recap on the Packers and the Falcons yesterday. A fun game. There was a lot of fun games. Last night in Foxborough, the Miami Dolphins go to New England and get another win. And this is just what they do. And it's kind of crazy. But how dramatically things have flipped in the AFC East where unless Aaron Rodgers you know, didn't go down. You were looking at an AFC East where the the Patriots were by far the least talented team of the division. By far. And last night, I think we saw that again. Bill keeps trying to put duct tape and a stick of matches and some bubble gum around this thing like he's MacGyver. And he used to be MacGyver. But MacGyver's far more effective when Tom Brady's on your mission with you. And that roster, again, looks like an old Patriots roster, but without the quarterback. And I'm not saying Mac Jones is terrible, but he's not Brady, obviously. And last night against the Dolphins, it just took too long for the Patriots offense to create anything. And when they finally did, it had to be junk plays that they kind of pulled out of thin air. And at the end of the game, when they need a tight end lateral to an offensive lineman for a fourth down conversion to keep the game going, again, you're relying on junk plays. Brady used to be relying on chunk plays. Now they're relying on junk plays. And the Miami Dolphins are 2-0. And the Dolphins' offense wasn't great last night, but was enough and they can run the football, and they can throw the football. And again, the first name of Tungavailoa is if Tua can stay healthy. But so far, so good. Tua was efficient last night, 21 of 30, for 250 yards and a touchdown in INT. But the Dolphins could run the football. Raheem Mostert had buck 21 and had that 43-yarder to the house that pretty much put the game on ice. Miami doesn't worry about playing in New England anymore. They used to. It used to be a house of horrors for everybody. 
but not anymore. And Tungavailoa is now 5-0 and against Bill. The Dolphins don't lose against the Patriots when Tua is healthy. So think about how much things have flipped where something like last night was indicative of not the Patriots, who the Patriots are playing, have all of the talent, kind of come in as the aggressor. They've won X number of games in a row. They're the bullies in the relationship, the opponent of the Patriots. And the Patriots have to kind of like rinky-dink things up and try to kind of hold on for dear life and then mount a comeback at the end, which is what happened last week against the Eagles. It was kind of the same thing. The Eagles played the Patriots, and what happened? Eagles more talented, Eagles more dynamic quarterback, Eagles put points up early, and then the Patriots just took a long time to get going and had to kind of put on the put on the comeback late to make it close. It's exactly what happened yesterday, last night. Dolphins more talented, Dolphins the better team, Dolphins offense clicks early, and then the Patriots have to co- go into comeback fashion. Patriots haven't been 0-2 in 22 years. And that was the 0-1 season where Bledsoe gets injured by Mo Lewis and Brady takes over. The difference is that 0-1 Patriots team could go to a Super Bowl because, well, they fell into the greatest quarterback of all time, but also because the defense was really strong, had drafted really well under Bill Parcells a couple of years earlier, the earlier administration, and all those guys were coming into their own. The Brewskis, the Seymours, the Vrabels, the Johnsons, all those guys, Ty Law, all those guys, Lawyer Malloy, had been there, and they were a great defense, and they could carry the day. This Patriots defense doesn't have that type of, of elite high-end talent. They're okay, but they're not that great. And so it's a different 0-2. And just in the division, the Dolphins look like a team that when you see some of the other contenders of the AFC, Chiefs haven't looked great for the first two weeks. They got the win yesterday, but the Bengals are 0-2. The Jaguars yesterday couldn't put any offense together. The Chargers are 0-2. I mean, there are good teams of the AFC. Bills put it together yesterday, but you look at the AFC and say, well, why can't the Dolphins dream? They can. They absolutely can. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Smiling like little Mo every morning. It's a momentous Monday. Every day can be a better day despite the challenge. All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it. It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance. I just say whatever cause there is no way you're bound it. <laughs> I just think people should know that if you stay positive, everything will be fine. Just eat, drink, and breathe positive thoughts. That's all you got to do, and everything will be good. That's right, especially in the face of adversity, and Shaq Barrett said plenty of that. Last week, or last season rather, in week eight, he tore his Achilles, same injury that Aaron Rodgers is dealing with. So here's a linebacker who obviously is playing a very combative position, physical position, coming off a torn Achilles. We had that to deal with. And then, about four months ago, in late April, Shaq Barrett's young daughter, his two-year-old daughter, Araya, ended up drowning in the family pool. And that's immeasurable grief. That is just something that knocked him and his wife and the family on their side, as you could imagine. And so he was trying to handle all of that this offseason, rehab from the Achilles, the drowning of his two-year-old daughter, and he just said he cried every day. He just said he could not handle it. He cried every single day. But he kind of fought his way through it and is now back for the Buccaneers. And late in this game, the Buccaneers held a slim three-point lead, 20-17, to Yesterday in Chicago, the Bears are backed up against their own goal line. They need a two-minute drill from Justin Field to go down the field and try to get a game-tying field goal. And here's what happened with two minutes to play. Fields takes the snap out of the gun, looks up field, throws the ball up field. It is intercepted. It, it's intercepted. Picked off by Shaq Barrett at the one. He's in for a touchdown. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There's the takeaway. Gene Deckerhoff on Buccaneers Radio. Fields drops back to pass. There's a whole bunch of bodies in the middle of the field. Fields throws the pass there, and Shaq Barrett just steps in there and picks it off. And then there's a huge pile of bodies at the goal line, and his teammates kind of push him into the end zone for a pick six to seal the game. That was the first touchdown of Shaq Barrett's career. As he goes into the end zone, he ends up blowing a kiss to the sky to send his ray of sunshine, as he called his daughter, a message. I told her, I love you, I miss you, and I wish you were here. Barrett said he was wearing a heart-shaped necklace with her picture on it. Bowles and the rest of those guys in that locker room all said after the game how impressed they are with Shaq Barrett, the type of person that he is, the type of husband and dad he is, that he's just as strong as they come, 
and what he's been going through, they all knew. And to see that inspired them all. And so, man, just another reminder of the power of just trying to put one foot in front of the other, even when it feels like the walls are closing in or you just had some type of trauma or tragedy handed to you. It it happens to all of us at some given point in time. And, you know, for Shaq Barrett, he just he stayed the course and remembered his daughter and did a wonderful thing on the football field and dedicated it to her and, you know, just trying to pick up the pieces. So a pretty inspirational moment yesterday, a pretty heartfelt moment yesterday with the Buccaneers and the Bears late in that game, Shaq Barrett with a momentous moment. Well, that game itself was interesting because it puts the Buccaneers 2-0, and I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in football. And that puts the Bears at 0-2 and some massive question marks about Justin Fields. And the question marks just begin with, why does it take so long for the Bears offense to ever get into any type of rhythm? And is... Justin Fields ever going to be a quarterback that makes things happen for the entire game and is comfortable out there making things happen. I think it's obvious the type of physical attributes that Justin Fields has. But in terms of a feel for the offense, a feel for the game, it just consistently appears that he's out of sorts, uncomfortable, erratic, inconsistent. And... This is a losing streak that dates back to the middle of last year for the Bears, and they just can't seem to figure it out. And I know it was a blindingly hot game yesterday down in Tampa, but the Bears just keep looking like the Bears, which is not a compliment. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Thanks so much for being with us. You can listen to us on your smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. We start with Josh Allen after last week's stinker against the Jets. The Bills offense came alive yesterday. Honest to God, I didn't see any reaction. I didn't look at anything. I didn't turn on TVs. I didn't, you know, I was just, the thing is with this game, man, it gives you the lowest lows. It gives you the highest highs. But I, I love feeling how I felt last week. I really do. Um, because it makes the good feel that much better. You know, it forces us to be better, and I want to be the best I can be playing this game and being the best quarterback I can be for this Buffalo Bills. So I take the bad with the good. I understand it, um, and I'm just trying to let it let it fuel me and use it to, to my benefit. Just for clarification, Josh Allen loved the feeling of throwing three interceptions and giving away a fumble last week in a loss. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bills fans do not echo that sentiment. That is garbage. That's such a lie. That's like bogus saying, you know, I love when I have the dreams of my wife leaving me for another man. Because <laughs> then when I have the dreams of us having afternoon delight, or when we actually do do that, it makes it that much better. I love having an absolutely terrible show where I get everything wrong. We don't get to break. <laughs> I blow through reads. 
I love I lo- when nothing fires correctly. I love those shows. I just, I really, I really love those. You're proud of that one in seven pick record, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of am in, in a weird way. <laughs> but Josh Allen, he was really good yesterday. And that's the Josh Allen experience. And I think that's the Bills experience in general where they're a talented team. He's a good quarterback. They'll beat a lot of bad teams, but they are going to have a few head-scratching moments. It's just who the Bills are. And the unfortunate thing is those head-scratching moments have happened in the playoffs the last couple of years. We were talking about Shaq Barrett last hour. He was the subject of Momentous Monday. Barrett's two-year-old daughter drowned in the pool earlier in the spring, and so he's been playing with a heavy heart this season. He had a heart pendant with her picture in it that he was wearing during this game. And at the end of the game, inside the Bears, their own five-yard line, he picks off a pass from Justin Fields and pushes it in for the pick six. And so here's Shaq Barrett on the first touchdown he's ever scored in his career. That play took about five, seven seconds just from me catching the ball, running two yards, and then being pushed into the end zone. It felt like I was like in that play. It was slow motion. I was standing up there being pushed for five seconds when it was hindsight, probably like two, three seconds. I don't even know if it was that long. But, uh, yeah, that was the most tiring play of the game for me. (laughs) The game is not over at that point in time. It's a three-point lead for the Bucks and the Bears are on their own, what, five-yard line, six-yard line, something like that. So they've, they've got to go a ways, but it's still not over. There's over two minutes to play, and Justin Fields throws the football just into the line? I mean, that that's the game, obviously, right there, but he, he threw it into just a mass of humanity in the middle of the field when you're throwing out of your own end zone. How'd you think that would end? <laughs> Let's listen into Ian Eagle from the NFL on CBS as he is calling the Jaguars and Chiefs game yesterday. Now, note that throughout the week there was some scuttlebutt that perhaps Travis Kelsey was spending quality time, QT, with Taylor Swift. Low snap. Mahomes moving pocket. Mahomes floats it up. Caught. Touchdown, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey finds a blank space for the score. <laughs> and that's a Tay-Tay reference. Blank spaces, if you didn't know. I folks, didn't. That is a Taylor Swift hit. You know, I missed that one, but I was there front and center for Ian going to break after Andre Cisco's interception going Cisco, pregnant pause, dancing to the thong song as he went to break. I heard, I got that one loud and clear. Just amazing. <laughs> Ian is the best. He was on one yesterday. He's the best that we have. He's the best at this. What that is, he's the best. And that is calling a game and giving you the action, giving you energy, giving you accuracy. He's not late on plays. He's not messing up names. He doesn't not know who's who's playing. He's always on point, on point, on point. He hits the right moment with the right energy. He doesn't scream. He just, like, has the oomph when he needed and is 
clever enough to work in things like that, but doesn't force them, just plants them. And it's the best. And it's just, you know, I think there's Ayn, and then there's everybody else. He's also a guy that jokes around with us on this show about the dopey things that we do. So he's not so highbrow that he can't roll around with the peons like us. He said that his username is Scurvious312 on, <laughs> I think, the YouTube chat for the DA yeah. show. I mean, he's just amazing. I, hey, duh. Oh, he's got, he's in the Twitch chat? No. Well, he, he came on and he, I said, you don't have a Twitter handle. And so we were joking back and forth. And he says, I, I don't use my real name. I'm Scurvious. If you go to. I, I think, am Scurvious. I think he admitted <laughs> recently. Scurvious. On a, a podcast with the Nets radio voice, Chris Carino, he cries to the notebook, too. I mean, he's just all, he's, he's everything. He's and everything. He's, I think it helps that he's also not cool. Like, at least for me, like, knowing him a little bit, like, he's a nerd. Like, you and I are nerds. He He's not, on one hand, he shouldn't be making, he shouldn't know how to make a Taylor Swift reference. But he does, and then he does it so well. He's really whoa, sharp. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's just um, really, really, really sharp. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget he when He also they... calls NFL and the NBA both brilliantly. Like, Correct. I mean, just Hashtag flawlessly in between. Them. I'll never forget. I think it was, I think Megan the Stallion went to Texas State or something like that, and they were in the first four, or it was the first round of the NCAA tournament. And he goes, they got to use their body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is that is unbelievable. That's that a goat call. He does college basketball, the NBA, NBA national, and NBA regional local for the Nets, and does the tournament, and does the NFL, and he does them all just killer. And he's just a good guy. Like, yes. he comes on when we ask. He's always present during the interviews. He doesn't mail anything in. He's a really cool mentor. He listens to tapes. He's just... He's the best of what we got in the industry, and a Taylor Swift reference on a Travis Kelsey touchdown yesterday is awesome. Hashtag toast him. <laughs> yes. He also said that <laughs> yeah. on this show. I, I think he also, did he double down on the Swift and say that Kelsey shook off the knee injury? Oh, that's a good one. Because I, I didn't hear the Taylor Swift thing live, and when I, when I read about it, I thought it said that he also tacked on the knee injury, that he shook it off. That's and that one I would have got. He That's... probably had like six or seven Taylor Swift lines chalked up ready. ready to go in case he ready. needed them. And is that where Noah and his daughter come in? You think they're like the cool idea factory? They're the ones giving him the lines and the context of where to put these things? Yeah, probably keeping them current. Okay. Yeah. Finally, let's listen in on Fox as referee Alex Kemp is making an intentional grounding call. Geno Smith is upset and wants an explanation. Listen to the ref, Alex Kemp, tell Geno, hey, 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 I'm talking to America here. Dan Campbell trying to emulate the Pete Carroll gum chewing. And now they're looking at intentional grounding. Offense number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty. I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. It's a 10-yard penalty and a loss of down. Second down. That is the best line I've ever heard, Adam Fisher. We'll get to the penalty in a minute. He just told Geno Smith, I'm talking to America. Pete Carroll is livid. Well, he wasn't pressured. It's, it shouldn't be grounding, right? That's so good. Alex Kemp is in the middle of the call, and Geno's like, what, 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 what? He goes, hey, I'm talking to America here. <laughs> I got to explain this for the TV audience here, buddy. I'm beat it. Scram. I usually hate 
referees putting themselves in the spotlight more than they should be, especially a little homage to our buddy Zach Gelb. For he's been ripping the TV refs lately, which I enjoy. I, I hate these guys getting up here and basically telling us what we can already see. And they know what the call is coming, so it's not like they're ever going to be wrong. And they always side with the call that the refs make for the most part. Um, but this is one particular instance where I did enjoy a referee taking the spotlight. Yeah. Talking to America here. <laughs> Shut up. And Gino's, hey, the guy's making the call, and Gino's like, well, it's terrible, it's terrible. He goes, hey, I'm talking to America here. You know what Gino Smith needed? A spoonful of shut up. Just a dash. Just a dash. A little dab will do you. A little dash. Shut up. That is your sound check. The Giants have done it. They trail 20 to nothing at the half, 28 to 7 early in the third quarter. It's their first comeback win of 21 or more points since 1949 against the Chicago Cardinals. The final score, the Giants 31 and Arizona 28. Made some timely stops at the end of the game. You know, made a game-winning field goal. And so, um, you know, played much better, coached much better in the second half. And, um, you know, we hope they don't, you know, all start out 20 nothing. That was Giants Radio on the call. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast on the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app, get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone restrictions apply. It's a great comeback by the Giants. Daniel Jones kind of turned on the afterburners in the second half. Found his receivers. His athleticism is obvious. When Jones is running with the football, he's dynamic. He's fluid. He's a really efficient mobile QB. And the Giants got big possessions, turned them into sevens and not threes late. They did not turtle and die and then got the game-winning field goal and held on to the win. So it's a it's an inspiring comeback down 20 to nothing at the half to move to 1 and 1 and to kind of save the early part of the season. There is that and that is going to be what is the lasting image and sense of this game was that the Giants put on this wonderful comeback and Jones looked good and Saquon Barkley extending out the ball for that touchdown is a is a great play by him. Their rookie, Jalen Hyatt, has a 58-yarder. He's the burner that they drafted. They need him. Darren Waller, that they signed in the offseason, had 76 yards and six catches. They need him. Isaiah Hodgins with a big touchdown. They need him. So it all kind of came together, and the Giants, the Giants got a big victory. But I'm still imprisoned by the image of the first half in which the Cardinals are trying to lose football games and you were poor enough to fall behind by 20 points. The Cardinals are bad enough to give up that lead, and yet you allowed them to put up 20 unanswered to start this game, and 
It had to have been half Giants fans in the building yesterday. It looked like it was sea of blue in Arizona. I don't know. I I don't know. I I know it's a thrilling win in Giants fans such as Kevin Walday waking up and they're like, win is a win. That's a great comeback. Bogues, I'm watching the first half going, I can't shake this feeling of how the hell are they losing after losing 40 to nothing last week? How are they losing to the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs by 20 points? And James Connors just running through, running around, a over people. And to the Cardinals' credit, they give up a touchdown right after halftime of the Giants. You think, okay, here's the Giants' comeback. They go right back down the field again and score. And they go for two to get the math back in their That's favor. Right. 28-7. So it's 28-7. And I thought, okay, there was the Giants' one little flash in the pan. And then back they came. I, I can't under I can't explain six terrible quarters like that. They acted like the, as if they had won the Super Bowl last year, <laughs> and they were just kind of resting on their laurels, little hangover, whatever. And something changed, but I I can't. As cool as it was, it can't erase the first six quarters, and it can't erase specifically getting outclassed by the Cowboys to start the whole season. Like, so you, that's the thing that, that matters one bothers most. you most. I think yeah. the first two quarters yesterday would bother me most. No, because you can, everybody can have a bad in a sing in a in a moment by itself. You can have a bad thirty minutes of football and then recover and win. There's bad, but and then there's what's, horrible. Yeah, but what starts it is the is the bigger concern of just how good are they in their division, let alone the conference. And so last Sunday night was a big reality check. Of the difference between them and the Cowboys right now. Yeah. So they were on pace. You know, we break it down by half, Bogues. They lost forty to nothing across four quarters to the Cowboys. They were losing twenty to nothing across two quarters to the Cardinals. And you think the forty nothing loss to the Cowboys is worse than the first two halves yesterday? Yeah, because I can easily dismiss. I, I I I know they're connected, but I can in my head connect them and go, okay, they were bad for thirty minutes against Arizona, and then they won. That game doesn't apply to anything else. But getting shamed and having no reaction on opening night at home, prime time, historic rival, current rival, having no response to that, just laying down, that bothers me still. They have not come close to erasing those four quarters yet. I was I was ready to toss that game out the window. You know, rain, that they... Pick six, blocked field goal for a touchdown. Things just went south. And once you get down 20 points to a team like that, Dallas, you're not coming back. So I was ready to throw that out the window as an outlier. And then they came out of the gate down 20 nothing to Arizona. And it's, okay, maybe it was an outlier. Maybe this team isn't that good. Maybe this is a big regression this year. And maybe the 9-7-1 and record last year, winning all those one-score games, is now they're going to lose a lot more than they won last year. So early yesterday, as you might imagine, Giants fans were quite down, including our fine fleshy friend who took to social media and taught us after six quarters, the season's over. Quick update. This team sucks. That was Mraz just saying the offense sucks. Here's more from Mraz's social. I don't know what you could say. It might be over for Jones, Dable, Shane. It's the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. There's not a football season to be had. They robbed us. 
of a football season. They've robbed us of a football season. It might be over. Over. For Jones, Dable, and Shane. On the verge of tears. Note that if it is over for Dable and Shane, Mraz would have to resign his position here within the company. Yeah. As abided by in a contract. It might be over They've for won. the entire regime yeah. if they lose to the Cardinals yesterday. They've robbed us of a season, of a football season. They have robbed us of a football season. Definitive statements through six quarters that the Giants were done, over. Doubt disappeared. And then after the comeback. Wow. Never doubted them! Never doubted them! Right, Peyton? We're back! And if you could only see the look on Mraz's face with the I'm back or we're back, it's bright red. He's screaming into the camera, and it looks like he's going to have an aneurysm. It is really, really very violent, the we're back. Into his three-year-old, four-year-old daughter's face? Mm-hmm. Three max. She's mm-hmm. the youngest. Peyton's the younger one. Yeah. No, I think she's more like two because she was born when we went to Boise. So that was two years ago. Right. Yeah, right. She's about to turn two somewhere in here. Remember, she wasn't born on time. Yeah. So she was born after we came back. Sean could have made the trip, but he stayed away from it. Be careful. Imagine in one, uh, let's just say it's a 90-minute block of time between halftime and the end of that game. Within 90 90 minutes going, it's over for Jones, Dayball, and Shane, they've robbed us of a football season to we're back, we never doubted. Mm-hmm. Not even time. It's the space of three tweets. The first tweet is the there they might have to go tweet. I believe there was another video as the comeback began. And then the next tweet is the yelling uh, we're back. Kevin Wall is a big Giants fan. Are you first half Mraz or second half Mraz? Oh, I was definitely first half Mraz. I I couldn't believe what I was watching. I thought last week was a fluke because of the bad weather. We know how talented Dallas is. Once Saquon fumbled that ball, you knew the game was over. And then I felt, okay, we're going to bounce back against Arizona. No big deal. And it did feel like a must-win game because look at the schedule. You got to go to San Fran on Thursday. Seattle's a tough team on prime time. Then you got to go to Miami and then Buffalo. I mean, not looking good. And then all of a sudden, you just see an interception, three and out, 20 nothing. It's just like, what the heck is going on? And thankfully, I, w- I was about to leave here. I was here y- yesterday afternoon, and I was saying goodbye to everyone. First play I see. Including the football season. Including the football season. <laughs> That's true. First play, Hyatt. 58 yards. I'm like, okay, maybe I should stick around a little bit. And then I saw the touchdown, leave the control room, go back into the newsroom. Now it's 28-7. And then something told me, go back into the control room. Oh. My superstition. Inner it, it, it just clicked on me. It dawned on me to go back in there because they scored a touchdown when I was in the control room. I did not leave that control room for the rest of the game. Look, so Kevin Wall had a hand at the comeback yesterday. Thank you, Kevin. So today, are you optimistic, or are you like, how the hell did we drop down by 20 points of this crappy team? Don't get me wrong. It it was exciting to come back. Obviously, it was tied for the biggest comeback in Giants history. But there is still a lot of concerns, though. Am I shouting, we're back? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. Because look at the schedule. Miami... It, we see how they are. I mean, Wink Martindale gave up 20, 
60 points in six quarters. What do you think Tua's going to do to you? <laughs> uh, I'm going to Buffalo. I was actually thinking about canceling the trip to Buffalo in October. Sell my tickets. Yeah, Sorry, you, my boy, Matt. I, I'm not going. You can't, you can't cancel that trip. Yeah, that's true. It's the final chance I'll see a traditional NFL stadium. But it's just like... What happened? We've gone through so much, and we caught. And I'm thinking we bought the hook, line, and sinker with Dable and Shane, and now what? <laughs> now we're taking for Caleb Williams. <laughs> now they're one and one. Bogish has our headlines. Guys, 2001 was the last time the Patriots were 0 and 2. 22 years ago, DA was using an old cell phone as a pickup line at Syracuse bars. Right. I was trying to get Smush Parker into the NBA, and Boyle was too young. To know about parlays or spreading seed. Or was he? I hope he was. And what now, year? 2001? Yeah, a little too early. Okay, good. <laughs> and now Bill Belichick's team is winless after two games again. Not too much to say after that one. Yeah, 24-17 home loss to the Dolphins on Sunday night football. He's a great loser. His pats were down 17-3 early fourth quarter, but Miami let them hang around, including a missed field goal with over two minutes left, but then the Finns survived a lateral to an offensive lineman on fourth down. The stop got Mike McDaniel's team finally to 2-0. and On the road, um, primetime division opponent. Those are uh, very, very valuable games um, to be able to come up with the win. So I was, I was happy for uh, all the guys, really. McDaniel got 121 yards and two scores in the ground. He from... sprinted into the locker room. Was that halftime or after the game? Halftime. Okay. Is that because he didn't want to do an interview? That's the way it's presented, that he was running away from the camera. Oh, McDaniel? Yeah. yeah. No, he, he finished the headline. I think he's just a weirdo. Oh. Uh, did I say that he finished the interview? I think he's just a weirdo, and he saw the, oh. the cameraman like jogging with him to the locker room, so he just ran away from him. Gotcha. Uh, so 121-2 and two on the ground for Raheem Mostert. Tua and Tyreek Hill hooked up for a touchdown through the air. Fingers crossed, though, for Jalen Waddell, who left this game injured in the second half. Uh, back to the Giants quickly. Saquon Barkley scored twice in their comeback, but added an ankle injury late in the win. He'll get an MRI today. Joe Burrow said his right calf acted up at a 27-24 loss to the Ravens. And Colts QB Anthony Richardson is in concussion protocol. Indy won in Houston 31-20 with Gardner Minshew playing more than half the game. I'm pretty sure I heard Terry Bradshaw call him Manchew during a highlight uh, toss <laughs> yesterday. Now, you guys know this better. you got to explain this one to me. Boyle's beloved Rams, they're down 10 to the Niners in the final seconds. They cannot win the game. All they can do is change the final score. Instead of throwing the ball into the end zone, maybe for a touchdown, Sean McVay orders a field goal. They hit it. They lose 30-23. And those three points cost a lot of people money. Yeah. I, making no accusations here, I just don't know why you just settle for a field goal. There's no point differential. There's no There's no reason to lose by less. Throw the ball in the end zone. See what happens. Take a knee. Why, why are we kicking field goals to lose by seven, not by ten? You want to know why, Bogues? McVay is a young guy. Does it have to do with the line? I mean, it changed the line. A lot of people had Niners plus seven and a half or Rams plus whatever it was. Rams plus seven and And the three changed things. Sean McVay knows, like the PB boys know, that good teams win, but great teams cover. (laughs) Okay. He had to squeak through that back door any way you can, baby. You just got to get in that back door. So, thanks. Um, my question then is, is there a sneaky 
like memo from league headquarters to never do this again. I mean, they can't they can't have a conversation like this even in jest happening the morning after a game when the coach inexplicably kicks a field goal that all it does is change betting outcomes. I could be mistaken on this, and this is a million iterations of tiebreakers away, but is there a point-scored tiebreaker in the NFL playoff? I I mean, there could theoretically be like the eighth or ninth way to break a tie for a wild-card spot, but I mean, is, is that what he's thinking about in week two? Unless it's... It's experience or a rep for the field goal team? I would say in all seriousness, maybe he thought there would be a second left on the clock if the field goal was good, and maybe that gives him a prayer of getting an onside kick and having one second to throw a Hail Mary to try to tie the game. That's my thought. But I don't think he would have had enough... Because, I mean, the clock is ticking to zero with the ball going through, and even the guys on TV were like, what did we just see? And there's no way he could have thought onside kick, recover... With time left for Well, a let's ask this question, though. If you have only one play left in the game and you're down by 10, why is it more valuable to go for a touchdown that can't win the game versus kicking a field goal? Oh, I mean, goal? I would, I'm for the, uh, the just leave. Take a knee. Don't, don't hurt anybody. <laughs> wrap up. Right, just get out of there safe. I'm, I'm not going to win. Let me make sure that, God forbid, somebody runs into Matthew Stafford. God forbid... Puka Nakua tears an ACL. We know kicking a field for goal. a jump ball. That's kicking frown- a field goal. That's well, frowned upon. That's frowned upon to if you're down and you have the ball to take a knee. That's frowned upon. Well, I, I, isn't it more frowned upon to score meaningless points? Like I thought, as he was getting to, to Shanahan, I thought Kyle's going to say something like, "What are you doing? What I, would you want him to do? Just nothing. You want him to take or, a knee no, down I ten? To, I want him to, throw, I want him to run a play and throw the ball into the end zone. I think maybe that's, the that's first how you option. get somebody hurt. Yeah, maybe that's the concern that McVeigh is like it's a meaningless play, so we're not going to let Stafford take a shot here. You know, from an oncoming pass rusher or yeah. something like that. So I, you know what? Here's the tiebreaker number ten. Okay, so in it, a two-way divisional tie, tiebreaker number nine is most net points against shared opponents. Tiebreaker number 10 is most net points in all games. Yeah. 11 is most net touchdowns in all games. It must be. We don't want to take a knee because that's a loser move. If we're losing, we have the ball. But we don't want to give Matthew Stafford a chance to get hit on a meaningless play. So let's just kick a field goal. Everybody's going to go home. No one's going to get injured on the play. Okay. And we want to hit that backdoor cover. There's that. Uh, two chances to lose money in the NFL tonight. The Saints host the Panthers, 7-15 Eastern, and 8-15 kickoff in Pittsburgh for the Steelers and Browns. Georgia and Michigan remain atop the AP College Football Top 25. Texas and FSU flip-flopping at third and fourth since the Knowles barely beat BC, who almost lost a Holy Cross the weekend before. Alabama falls to number 13, ending the second-longest top-10 streak ever at 128 weeks. Miami went nine weeks longer between 85 and 93. The Arizona Diamondbacks know how to beat the Cubs. And the first one here, and a high drive. Deep right field. Back of the warning track at the wall. She's gone. A two-run homer by Marte, and the Diamondbacks lead at 5-2. to two. It's 23rd of the year. Greg Schulte on D-backs radio. Arizona a 6-2 win on Sunday Night Baseball for a three-game sweep after taking three of four at Wrigley last weekend. Arizona is now in the second NL wildcard spot, a half game up on these Cubs and the Marlins. The Orioles and Rays are playoff bound courtesy of the Rangers' 9-2 loss in Cleveland. 
Baltimore beat Tampa Bay yesterday 5-4-11 and to rebuild its AL East lead to two on those Rays. And now, boys, let's get started. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. If you're in the Charleston, South Carolina area and you're free today, the U.S. Army needs your help. (laughs) It has misplaced something. It's a rather big thing, so <laughs> theoretically it should be easy to find. An F-35 fighter jet oh. is MIA. The Army says the plane and its pilot had a, quote, mishap yesterday. The pilot safely ejected, went to the hospital to get checked out, but he's fine. And then the, the plane disappeared. They have the general area of where it last was on radar. What? Yeah, and it's I guess it's near water, so maybe the thought is it crashed into a lake or something, and that's why no one can actually see it. But they don't know exactly where this bad boy is in the general Charleston area, and they're asking anybody who might have seen something, heard something, to let them know so they can go find it. If I live there, I might have taken today off to try to help a missing U.S. Army fighter jet. This is insane. This is totally insane. The F-35 program is the most expensive U.S. weapons program ever. $400 billion in development and acquisition and $1.2 trillion to operate and maintain this fleet. They don't have a tracking device They don't have a find my iPhone on an F-35 that if the pilot ejects, we can't track this. And if it's under, if it's submerged in water, everything is, is in, is is unusable. I mean, look, not a ping coming from somewhere. Rosie, the cat has something on her collar where if she gets out of the house, we can find where she is. You put a chip (laughs) in the plane. We don't have something on an F-35 that if the, Plot pilot ejects, we can't find it? That's insanity. My guess is a Tesla you can track no matter if there's somebody in it or not. You can put cinder block on top of the, the gas pedal, and wherever it drives, you'll yeah. be able to track. My kid was a great adventurous with friends. I probably could have known exactly what ride she was on at any moment thanks to her phone. Right. Why not just keep the pilot's phone inside the, the <laughs> airplane so we know where it is? You can't ping that thing. It's it's got to have the most powerful computer system that any airplane. It's an F thirty five. Yeah. Or how about this? Don't tell us it's missing. Go find it yourself <laughs> on the sly. Pretend you knew where it was the whole time. Guys, I, I this is the best evidence yet that there's UFOs because an F thirty five disappeared. Even if, as you said, it's submerged into a lake or the ocean, it's got to have a tracking device on it. It's a computer. It's a computer with wings and ammunition. It's You don't just lose that. Like, even if our cars were stolen out of the off the street after we got off work today, eventually be tracked. I mean, you'd have to, like, disassemble it. Like, unless you dumped it into the bottom of the Hudson and you still could. An F-35... There's no way you lose it unless it is taken by aliens and, like, 
it disappears. So you think it just got sucked into a spaceship somewhere and taken away? Maybe they have some type of cloaking technology to where they can dismember the tracking of the F-35. <laughs> it's got to be either a government, and the U.S. doesn't want to admit this. It's either going to be another government or an alien system that has higher intelligence technologically than we do. You don't just lose fighter jets. The aliens are Harry Potter now. Give it, put the cloak of invisibility on <laughs> they, it. That's what somebody did. This is not a this is not a plane that you find like in a field somewhere. DA, just, does, DA does have a point. Well, I mean, think does the, he? Think about satellite yes. shots. They, they have geo tracking on everything, everything, and from a satellite shot, of course they can see when did this get lost? Yesterday. So they got 24 hours of satellite shots. An F-35 doesn't just disappear. So it is, this jet is used and spent so much money on because it has stealth capabilities. So maybe it's now backfiring that you can't find it on radar when it's flying. They can't find it on radar My after guess it's crashed. is the U.S. military make sure when it spends trillions of dollars on its toys. That we they can, know how to find it yes, on radar? Yes, We can find it. No one did that part. <laughs> We need we need Carlos with a K. I mean, what are we doing with the reserves? This is the time for Carlos and a K, and the reserves to spring into action. That's find right. this F thirty five. You get off your ass and you find that F thirty five. That's right. Hey, Carlos with a K. No more weekend board shifts for Chris Moore's show. <laughs> you get your ass down to Charleston, and everybody in the reserves just fan out and find this thing. It's also remarkable as a lifelong New Yorker where there is literally no free space that a fighter jet can crash and no one noticed it. <laughs> that in peace and quiet, it can crash. Now one person like, oh, you know, I saw it. I heard it. If that happened oh, here. Oh. People on the ground would have died. Houses would have burned down. There would have been video of it. No plume of smoke. No Lake anything. Lake Moultrie's Charleston probably the most apparently remote place on the planet that a fighter jet can go down and nobody noticed That's it. That's what I'm saying, man. And this we, got taken by a foreign government or the aliens. A do we have foreign com- government do we have com- invading U.S. airspace to what? Suck up a jet again? Well, if an F-35 cuts loose over the Atlantic... Maybe at some point, a foreign government that also has aircraft around the Atlantic goes, okay, that's ours now. We circle it, boys, and then we take it in, and somehow they guide it to wherever. Or, yeah, wow. or they do, like, the, the Dark Knight Rises with Bane, or they get an even bigger fighter jet, and they sh- they sh- rip the wings off the thing and <laughs> sink that bad boy, sink that puppy to the bottom of the ocean. That's right. That's right. Or aliens. <laughs> or aliens. I'm going to go with Harry aliens. Potter. I like the aliens. Cloak of invincibility. It has to be somebody that has equal or better technology than we do. And that's the height of our technology. And we usually don't get out technological. So I think it's aliens. Life 360 works on a phone that's been missing for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. If we lost Southwest 1726, it would be found within five minutes. <laughs> no, except there's that one plane that, like, Malaysia, whatever, that, you, well, that no one can find still. Well, but that was right. That No idea, but that, that crashed theoretically maybe of, in the open ocean, and, and there's no telling found, where it went. Right, didn't no. they? No. And they found, like, part of the, they found part of the, um, They the found wing. pieces yeah. of things, but never, they never found the plane. Right, but they found pieces.
but Charleston compared to the Indian Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. You can, right, you can lose a plane in the Indian Ocean. You can't lose a plane exactly. in Charleston. But aliens. also does not leave. Okay, fine. I'll give you aliens. It's not another country beating us to our crash. Are yet. you an alien disbeliever in general, Bogues? No, I believe aliens are real. I just don't think this is what they did. Okay. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Our poll question today, after a week of rah-rah, unkillable Jets fans wanted to remain optimistic. We still believe in Zach Wilson. After yesterday's three-interception effort in the 30-10 loss, should Jets fans finally accept the season's over? 79% of you said, yes, they're toast. Only 21% believe the season is still not over yet. Data tells us on the look-ahead betting lines, the Jets are only favored in six games the rest of the season. I'm surprised it's that high. In his 23 career games played, Zach Wilson has a 56 completion percentage, 16 touchdowns to 19 interceptions, and a quarterback rating of a paltry 36. 
And perhaps the Jets should kick the tires on current Cardinals backup and future first ballot Hall of Famer Clayton Toon to solve their QB issues. Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon. Get tuned up. By the way, more data from the research department as we were talking about Giovanni Carmazzi from Hofstra, who was drafted in 2000 ahead of Tom Brady. Cap just sent me a little nugget. Carmazzi was living in Northern California as a farmer, yoga practitioner, and an owner of five goats. It was reported he did not own a television. My franchise QB right there. How do you not have a TV? You live for goats. <laughs> I'm I'm Carmazzi, and I live for goats. That's right. Monday Night Football Preview, sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Saints, three-point favorites in Carolina. Total is at 39.5. AFC North, Browns head to Pittsburgh. Cleveland, a slight two-point favorite. Over-unders at 38 on that one. Guys, our epic fail is, remind me again? The F-35 going missing. Oh, the... Stunned to a news, there's an F-35 fighter jet that has gone completely missing. The U.S. military needs your help. Here's your epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. The F-35 program is the most expensive U.S. weapons program ever. $400 billion in development and acquisition and $1.2 trillion to operate and maintain this fleet. They don't have a tracking device. They don't have a find my iPhone on an F-35. Or I used to be great with mail. That's insanity. My guess is a Tesla you can track no matter if there's somebody in it or not. You can put cinder block on top of the, the gas pedal. And wherever it drives, you'll be able to track. And down the stretch they come. Uh, this is the best evidence yet that there's UFOs. Because an F-35 disappeared. <laughs> So you think it just got sucked into a spaceship somewhere and taken away? Maybe they have some type of cloaking technology to where they can dismember the tracking of the F-35. <laughs> the aliens are Harry Potter now. Give it, put the cloak of invisibility on <laughs> they, it. That's what somebody did. <laughs> we need we need Carlos with a K. I mean, what are we doing with the reserves? This is the time for Carlos with a K and the reserves to spring into action. That's find right. this F-35. You get off your ass and you find that F-35. That's right. Hey, Carlos with a K, no more weekend board shifts for Chris Moore's show. <laughs> you get your ass down to Charleston, and everybody in the reserves just fan out and find this thing. Wow. Or they do, like, the, the Dark Knight Rises with Bane, where they get an even bigger fighter jet, and they sh- they sh- rip the wings off the thing and sink <laughs> that bad boy, sink that puppy to the bottom of the ocean. That's right. Or aliens. Or aliens. I'm going to go or with Harry aliens. Potter. I like the aliens. Cloak of invincibility. It has to be. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Dixieland Dan tweets, if you think losing a fighter jet is bad, the U.S. military has actually lost several nuclear warheads. Some of them have even been lost inside the U.S., notably three lost off the coast of the Carolinas. How the hell do you lose nukes? Yeah, not like your keys or your wallet. 
Aaron tweets, does the Wizard or perhaps the PB boys have any thoughts on tonight's game? Hashtag, here we go, Brownies, here we go. Woof, woof. woof. The Wizard has no lean. He's just licking his wounds after a 1-3, meaning that's a 1-7 start to the season. How do the PB boys see tonight? Browns and Steelers. The PB boys have the uh, the Saints number closer to three and a half, four. That's what they've handicapped it at. So they they like that the fact that they're getting three on the road. Um, you know, everybody thinks divisional game, week two, prime time, you would take the home dog, but Bryce Young, I think, stinks. And against that Saints defense, which is historic for really throwing QBs off their game, I think he's in for a rough night. I think multiple turnovers. So I'm taking the Saints. Who dat? On the road with the three, and then I do like the home dog in the other one. I don't. I'm not sold off Cleveland being a great team because Burrow and the Bengals look so bad. Plus, I think Pittsburgh looked as bad as they will against the Niners. I think Kenny Pickett that offense gets going. I don't think the, the Cleveland defense is that incredible. So I'm taking the Steelers at home. Okay. Daniel in the three one six says, "I hope Pete the body doesn't ask Boyle to see pictures in his phone during that job interview." <laughs> hey now. Hey, now. How would that go? Uh, so the last part of this interview, uh, Pat, can we see your phone? <laughs> he'd, make on, it all of like, he'd make it all of four photos. I'd be gone. <laughs> all right. That puts the finishing touches on a Monday morning edition. Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer. Thanks to Kevin Wall on the Wheels of Steel. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. And thanks to Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Tomorrow is a trash Tuesday. Plus, we'll have both of the Monday Nighters to react to with things that we did not get, like the Lions and Seahawks, more of the Cowboys coming up tomorrow morning on the show. Be good. Be good to one another. We'll see you then. I'm DA. The Mothership Disconnects. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.